Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello! Hi! I, hi! What up, hi, what up, hi, what up? Hi. I don't know what that was. This is We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. The podcast. The motherfucking podcast. Number motherfucking 13. This is the 13th episode. Not including minis and Not extras. Not including the, the minis and the extras. With the and minis stuff. and stuff, we're at like thirty-seven. No, <laughs> no, we're, we got a fair amount though. Yeah, we got a fair amount there. We got a fair amount there though. Listen, we've locked into a new accent. We can't. We can't. There's nothing for it. We've been watching a lot of the making a murderer. Making yeah. a murderer. I tell you what, I didn't murder nobody though. Uh, we've watching the season two though. You know. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah, we crushed that shit. That shit happened quick. Let's yeah. Well, we're getting better of at these. Episodes, yeah, yeah. I. Right before this, while you were finishing your research, yeah. I started to write out an episode guide of like what you've covered and what I've covered on sure. every episode because no. as somebody who's a fan of a lot of other podcasts, sometimes I like to re-listen to other episodes of podcasts when I know they're covering stories yeah. that I'm going to cover. Just not obviously not to like copy what they talk about, but sometimes people, you know, find other research. And so I like to re-listen to be yeah. like, oh yeah, I want to like... Listen also, our again. names are a bit cheeky, aren't they? Hmm? We're not very revealing in our Yeah, titles, and I know if anybody so. was to want to go back and like look for a specific episode, it's going to be kind of tough because... Good fuck. Our, we don't even fucking remember what we talked about. We are really stupid with our we titles. We get friggin' bent on these things, We just man. like to be fun yeah. with the titles, and I know they probably don't really make a lot of sense, but... And they never will. Did you say this was episode 13? This is episode 13. Oh, it is, because, yeah, yeah, you're right. Last one's 12. No. This one, as it no, comes out, will be the 13th. Is, nope, this one's 12. No, yep. dingus, no. Yes, it is. Nope. Yes. No, you got something fucked up. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I don't, though. Yeah, you do there. All right, well, maybe I do. Who fucking knows? Yeah, there's something missing days. there. But yeah, so I'm going to continue to write out the topics that I talk about and the topics that Tom talks about. Yeah. Also, because you might like our podcast and you might like our vibes and what we talk about, but you might not be that interested in every topic that we discuss. So, for instance, if I talk about something super gory- what? You'll Everything to, we talk about is amazing. You'll be able to look at the episode guide and be like, sure. oh, yeah, I'm going to maybe skip that one because you're yeah. like squeamish or something. Or maybe you're like, I fucking cannot stand someone talking about Flat Earth. Is this you something we that. should put on the website? Yeah I, I, yeah, I figured we would establish that in a way where it yeah, can be, it be a whole thing. We need so much more shit on our website. Our website's lame. Yeah, we're going to re- we're really going to try to get more shit on there you want to do like the mandatory, like obligatory, like plugs now? You want to say where we can where you can find us? Well, you do it. Right. So, <laughs> chiefly, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher at We Drink and We Know Things. You can find us on... And our the, website. And our website, where you can stream us on any motherfucking platform mm-hmm. at WeDrinkAndWeKnowThings.com. Uh, you can email us, and you should email us at WeDrinkAndWeKnowThingsPodcast at... At gmail.com. Please give us suggestions. Give Come us, on, um, man. The inbox for... looking very, very uh, dry right yeah, now. Yeah, give us suggestions of stuff you want us to cover or yeah. improvements. Yeah. Maybe you don't like something that we probably won't actually change, but yeah. we'll listen. And then, you know, also, if you're another podcaster and you have a promo, we're totally into yeah, we've been doing that. sharing yeah. other people's promos because we just want to help everybody out and try to... Be a part of the podcast community. So yes. if you want to send us a promo, reach out. 
I mean, you gotta put us on yours, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll put you on ours, though. Uh, it, Our I, most recent one was uh, Folklore on the Rocks. Folklore on the Rocks. Folklore <laughs> on the Rocks was the, our last promo. It was our yeah. first promo ever. It's so. a cool podcast. You guys should listen to it. Yeah. A similar vibe. Um, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, where else? You can find us on Facebook at We Drink and We Know Things. You can Instagram, find us on Instagram Twitter. at We Drink and We Know Things Podcast. On Twitter, we're at W D A W K T Podcast. W D A W K T Podcast. There it is. Podcast. We've got 354 followers. We're guys. We're famous. Guys, follow us. Come on, follow us. We don't though. tweet all that much, but. No, we don't. And about we're it. also on Tumblr. I really, we're on the Tumblr. I don't even know. Yeah, we gotta get. We're, but we're we're as you know, this is just for fun for us. So we would love to put it to a place right where now. we can spend a lot yeah. more time on it. But we're, we're we're hoping to be able to maybe do a Patreon. If motherfuckers listen to us, do a Patreon, do some uh, merch. If merch, bro, got people who want it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get see. there. We'll I see. think it'll happen organically. You know, I we think that if we get there, see. we get there. You know, we want to get there. I want to get there personally. Absolutely. Motherfuckers, listen to us, you sons of bitches. We'll get better at it, I promise. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your tell boyfriend, tell your man. girlfriend, tell your dogs, tell your... Goldfish. Pray to Jesus to listen. Pray to Jesus. Jesus better not listen to this. <laughs> hey. Oh, no, we're not going to get into heaven. Hell no, you drinking, you know things, you ain't... Well, hey. Hey, Jesus drank. He did. He did drink a little and bit of wine. That's because wine used to... Fu- Here's a drink and we know things thing. Uh, water used to be so bad they would put alcohol in it to almost to, to counteract the bacteria and things in the water. So people used to all the time. There was a time when the whole entire world was inundated. It was just drinking booze. Okay, we're straying a little, but I'm just, I'm just kidding. I can't drop facts. This kidding. podcast I'm called kidding. We Drink and We Know Things. You Have crazy? you seen this new challenge? Where... I haven't. No, I'm not into it. Let's move on. Okay. See how that feels? I was just. Joking. I know. Come on. Have you seen this new throw cheese on your dog? no 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 you take a a slice of like american cheese oh you put on the ground no you throw it on their back and then it's to the point where they like they have to like chase around like almost like they're chasing their tail to try to get it oh no we didn't do it but for this episode to chill the dogs our dogs weirdly like carrots so that's man they go ape shit for what we when we say do you want to T-R-E-A-T. I have to spell it because one of the D-O-Gs is in the H-O-U-S-E. Motherfucking Jon Snow is in here. So Work I... And now he's parked up. If I was I to say it, up. he'd be like, what? But they love carrots. And yeah. so I gave Drogel a whole bowl of carrots upstairs. Because, you know, it's healthy. It's not going to kill him. We hope. No. <laughs> we so just I both gave... looked to make sure Drogel wasn't dead. <laughs> we both literally just looked into the kitchen. <laughs> he's so alive, we think. I gave him a whole bowl up there. And then I've got a bag over here that I've been, that I've been slowly feeding now to keep them quiet yeah so we can get oops, oh hey. so that we can What's get up? through this so uh anything new before we get into this you got anything you want to talk about anything new you living a cool life you doing your best thing what's going on i mean we're in the, married we're in the same house yeah we do we do cohabitate um i will say that there's a new podcast that we've been listening to that in oh my no God, way, yeah, shape, or yeah. form needs yeah. a shout they don't out. need a plug they're, they're fucking Jesus. huge as fuck but we're so really good. into it. It's called Imagined Life. Right. It's through Wondery, which... They put out, out all the badass podcasts. What They put out the other one we had talked about, Dr. Death. Dr. fucking Death. Didn't they do... Did they do S-Town? I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. We're not in that deep. So, basically, they immerse you in, like, a first-person telling of someone's life story that is famous. Yeah. 
and they take you back to before they were famous. Like and they start with their childhood and take you yeah. through all their struggles and tribulations and all these things. And you don't know who they're talking about until literally like the last minute. So you have to you listen to all of these facts and stories and stuff, and you should try to figure out who they're talking about and then at the end it's like oh i'm i'm not going to literally say somebody right now that it is cuz i don't want to spoil anything but it'll be like they'll get to the end you know and it'll be like oh it was george Bush. i'm elron hubbard yeah, the founder like somebody of scientology you just like what you know somebody so yeah. famous which neither of those are covered they only have a couple episodes so far but it's really intriguing and it's a good. super intriguing super fun super easy podcast yeah, to it's listen di- to. much different than the shit we the, talk about the content but. is the content is very it, i think they do such a great job with the delivery with the storytelling uh, yeah. and yeah they're it's their cool, goals so. as fuck anyway <laughs> um you ready to get into we drink and we know things you ready to do this shit oh yeah that's tom hello and you're andrea hi we're we, married. We do the we do the thing together. We live together. We got a couple of the creatures. We drink a little bit of the vino. We're drinking the same shit we always gosh drink. Gosh darn stuff. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce that segment next. I promise. I'm uh, this this is before episodes. I've talked about it. Yeah, he I have to acting do it. like he's gonna make me drinks. I was a fucking bartender in Kentucky Somebody for ten stayed years. Stayed up you know? really late. I've been a and huge got up really piece of shit today. Over yeah. and then had to take a nap. Yeah. So. Well, it's all right. We it were happens. we were watching the Good Place. That's a good show. Great show, great fucking show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you went to bed, and I ended up staying up until like seven o'clock in the morning. So fucking stupid. You're watching, thirty years old. I'm I, I'm and I'm feeling that year. I'm uh-huh. feeling those years today yeah. very much. Used to be I could bounce off the pillow a little bit, but now I'm no. I've been a huge piece of garbage today. Mm. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Damn, kidding. I've done well. I've I've I think. Okay. I've, well, the dogs are calm, so let's so let's fucking get it. I think you're going first dive this time. Dive into it. You're going first. Oh, yeah? am I? Okay. I think that based on our statistics, you're going first. Okay. Mine is potentially going to be lengthy. Weird. But I really, I did a lot of research on this one. It's one I've been wanting to do for a while. I, you might know it. Okay. I don't know. I would just say this time, there's no conspiracies coming today, just so you know. Just I know From you're feeling you? your, I know you're feeling yourself on your episode right now. I'm just gonna let you know, no conspiracies coming at you today. Okay, well mine is not a conspiracy. Good, because that's I don't really you don't know shit about them. Black eyed kick ki- ki- almost a black eyed piece. Black eyed piece. Let's get it started. Black eyed kids, I guess, could potentially be a conspiracy, or guys, it kind of is. It. I think it. I think it. Anyway, what's what are you gonna talk about? <laughs> what am I gonna talk uh, about? Isn't it so exciting before you know the I'm moment interested. of reveal? I'm also. I'm as interested as I am terrified by your stack of papers, as always. I'm not reading every page. Every, you better not. I'm not reading everything on every page. There better be some graphics on those. That's a that's a book. So this is one I've been wanting to do for a while, but I don't know. I I don't know why I kept putting it off. Kind of. I don't know. I don't know why. But it's one that I think you might kind of know. That's also tied in with something that I know you do know. That was ominous. As fuck. Interesting. Okay. We're just gonna start it out very low key. Mm. So Tom our, Hiddleston. Our, oh no. Oh, that's Spider Man. No, it isn't. No? That's that's Loki. Is that Loki? <laughs> I'm fucking up. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you about Marie Delphine McCarty. She was born in New Orleans. New Orleans, New Orleans. New Orleans. Everybody says it differently. Yeah. On March 19th, 1787. Oh, we're going back in we're time. We're going back. That's very funny. Because I'm wearing a Back to the Future shirt. Meh, meh, meh. 
Marty McFly open here. Okay. Why don't you make like a tree and get the hell out of here? That's a. I know. That's a reference. Oh, oh, I know, babe. You know it's, it's, Back to the Future ridiculously say, well. It's make like a tree and leap. But you yeah, idiot. Yeah, that's Biff always biffs it. Biff. Biff biffs it. Hey, <laughs> we just cracked something wide open. Okay, literally, I've only read one sentence. Here we go. So she was one of five children, and her father was Louis Bartholomew de McCarty, and his father, Bartholomew de McCarty, uh, had brought the family to New Orleans from Ireland around 1730 during the French colonial period. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, the Irish surname was M A C capital C A R T H Y. Yeah, when they came here, they changed it to. M-A-C-A-R-T-Y, which is kind of funny because it's Marty McFly. Yeah. I wonder if there's maybe some source material. I doubt it. No, definitely not. No. No, wait. Just, just hold Oh, on. shit takes a turn. Oh, yeah. One thing I forgot to say. We're going back into Luca Magnata territory. Dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Prepare your sale. Good. Yeah, it's fine. On it's the fine. bright side, so am I. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great dark night. Oh gosh. Okay, so her parents were her parents had definitely had stature. Um, her mom Marie Antoinette something 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 because I can't Marie Antoinette or it's Irish. I don't fucking know. Her uncle by marriage was the governor of the Spanish American provinces of Louisiana. Okay. And Florida during 1785 and 1791, and her cousin big fucking deal was the mayor of New Orleans from. 1815 to 1820. So they're definitely politically connected. They got the resources. Is, they got all uh, the whole thing. These are not people we're going to talk about. They are. I'm talking about their daughter, but she had a high stature. Status, yeah. Yeah, growing okay. up, obviously bougie life. Right? I'm fucking with it. She's bougie. On June 11th, 1800, which is so crazy. It feels that's uh, so, so long ago. Long ago. Uh, she married uh, our girl, Marie Delphine McCarty. Married, this name is so long. Don Ramon de Lopez y Anguero a Caballero de la Royal de Carlos. I think you nailed it. So there's that. What's his first name? Don Ramon. Maybe we just call him Ramon. I'm going to just call him Don. It's okay. Okay. He's not. He's not. It's like a status symbol, though. Like Don is like a status symbol. Yeah, I was about to tell you. He was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer. Yeah. um, At the St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans. And at the time, it was Louisiana, L-U-I-S-I-A-N-A. Louisiana. As it was spelled in Spanish, that had become a Spanish colony in the 1760s after France was defeated by Great Britain in the Seven Year War. Right. Of course. I know everything. Uh, yeah, I know all that and stuff. And this is like, I, I promise it's not a history podcast. I'm just giving a basic, like, baby dick outline. Okay. Which is very small. <laughs> in 1804, after the American acquisition of what was then again a French territory, Don Ramon had been appointed to the position of Consul General for Spain in the territory of of territory of Orleans. So it just shows you how it's New Orleans has progressed, you know. Sure, yeah. Where how it, it was started as a Spanish. You know, I didn't know that. I I didn't know. I always assumed yeah. it was French. I don't know. I would have, I would have assumed the same. So, um, he died. As you do. And she got remarried. As you do. Right? So in June of 1808, she married... I have no fucking idea how to say this, so I'm just going to ask you so if just, you can read it. Look, 
Jean Blanc. Sure. There it is. He was a prominent banker, merchant, lawyer, and legislator. And Big moves. he bought them a house while they were married yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. Which later became known as Villa Blanc. Villa Blanc. Villa Blanc. And she had four children with him named get this. So her name is Marie Delphine McCarty. Okay. Well, now it's Blanc. Marie, yeah. So every like almost every one of her kids she put her name in. Marie. Good for her. Yeah, fuck it. She no, fucking so it's birthed them. Marie Louise Pauline. Okay. Louise Marie Laurie something. Marie Louise Jean uh-huh. and Jean Pierre Paulin. But it, just as a side, that might be a cultural thing because in an, I, an I, Irish thing. Well, no, but in certain cultures, the just the order in which the oh my god, oh my god, you've tapped the mic. No, that in certain cultures, like Spanish cultures and uh, South American cultures, you don't. T- there are certain like the the mother's name is spoken in a certain hierarchy mm-hmm. versus the the male name. So that might, I don't know shit, honestly. This is we drink and we know things, but we don't know much. Yeah. But I would well, say. Well, she was Irish, but yeah. then married a Spanish man. Is he, he sounds French. I'm very confused. No, th- this is her second husband. Right. Who, uh, I don't, probably is French. Yeah. Because now it's New Orleans. Yeah. Which is now French. Yeah. I'm just saying sometimes, like. I'm just saying she's like all over the board. She was Irish. She married right. a Spanish man. Now she's married with Frenchy. She had babies. French with a, guy. Sorry. Yeah, French guy, I'm assuming. Okay, so then he died oh. in 1816, and on June 25th, 1825, which is a fair amount after... Yeah, it's like almost tw- almost 20 years later. She is married 18... her third husband. Okay. Is this a fucking Black Widow story over no. here? Her third husband was a physician. Okay. Leonard Louis Nicholas LaLaurie. There's no... There's every possibility that we're nailing the pronunciation of all names through the whole I know podcast. Lori. I know right. Mine are kind of fucked up too, so. Leonard Louis Louis Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalori. We're killing it. He was a lot younger than her. Cool, great. Get it, girl. In 1831, she bought the property at uh 1140 Royal Street in New Orleans. Okay. Which she managed in her to do in her own name. And had like basically little involvement involvement with her husband, so she was like, "Nah, I'm a boss ass bitch. bitch. I'm gonna buy this bitch. house." My thoughts are that she sold the house that her second husband bought, and you know, bought this property. And she okay. was like, "Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I want this young hot dude. Let's get it. I'm gonna buy this property." Okay, so she bought this property, and she. I really think and- you just spoke to the to the. Um- the, the the sound of a generation just there. I think you were definitely talking from the perspective I mean, of the people. To my soul. In 1832, so that was a year after she bought the property. Because it happened in 1808, right? First husband died. Second husband died. Oh, I don't. We don't even. Dude died. Fine. We don't need to know about it. Oh, gosh. It's okay. fine. I'm just kidding. That was just a quick background. I just met. In 1831, she bought the property. In 1832, she had a two-story mansion built on the property. Damn. Complete with attached slave quarters oh no she lived there with her third husband and two of her daughters and then maintained a central position in new orleans society everybody wanted to be her she was beautiful she was a socialite you know yeah she was also i'm like where do her other kids go but i guess in the 1800s her oldest would have been like 17 off you go they were yeah they were probably all already married off yeah but she still has two kids there no room in the mansion (laughs) okay 
So I'm going to go ahead and just give you a little spoiler. Okay, let's do it. Madame LaLaurie, as I said, was a New Orleans socialite. Do you know what else she was? A witch. A serial killer. Oh, shit. Noted for torturing and murdering slaves in her house. Okay. Mm -hmm. She maintained her position in New Orleans society until April 10th, 1834, when rescuers responded to a fire at her Royal Street Mansion, where they discovered bound slaves in her attic who showed evidence of cruel, violent abuse over a long period. Jesus. Right. All right. Yeah, no, I'm fucking in it. Let's so, do it. So the Lalauris maintained several black slaves in their quarters attached to their mansion. And between 1831 and 1834, there were a lot of mixed review, reviews. There were a lot of <laughs> mixed... I don't feel good about these quarters, there honestly. Were, no, there were a lot of mixed sightings of treatment of her slaves. Okay. Okay? So in public, she appeared that she was just so polite, and she was very polite to um, African-Americans that weren't slaves. And she was very nice to her slaves when she was out in public and made it seem like she really cared about their health and whatever. Okay. Right? Okay. So court records of the time show that she, it's at the time called manumitted, which means released two of her slaves. Okay. So on record, she's like, oh, I'm so nice and so great. Of I'm benevolent. I'm great to them. I've even let two of them go. Two of them are free. You know? Yeah. Okay. But there was also rumors that there was a lot of mistreatment of her slaves and I just think that it's a funny that they had a humanitarian outlook. Oh, just wait. You know what I mean? No, like it gets it's so bad. It's so freaking bad. I think she's mistreating these people that we've forced that are to slaves. Yeah. Slaves. The Look fuck? up the definition of a slave. Gosh, we suck. She was accused of mistreatment and she had had the visit of a local lawyer because one of her neighbors neighbors? Whoa. Yeah, neighbors. Because one of our neighbors I've got a lot of those. saw um, Lalori chasing after a 12-year-old girl named Leah who was brushing her hair. Uh -huh. She was a 12-year-old slave, right? She's brushing her hair, and she has like a mishap where she, I guess she gets it tangled, pulls her hair, fucking pisses her off like none other. So she starts fucking chasing her with a whip. Jesus. And she chases her to the point where the little girl is so scared she runs up to the roof of the home. And it's said whether or not she jumped or fell or whatever, but she ultimately fell off of the roof of the house and to her death, this 12-year-old girl. The neighbor saw her chasing this 12-year-old girl with a whip. And this is all because she like made tangled her hair. her hair. And this little girl ended up... <sighs> falling or jumping to her death, most likely jumping to avoid avoid her abuse. And that's very sad. Yeah. And I've seen mixed like um not mixed reviews. I've seen <laughs> I've I've seen different <laughs> takes on what happened with the little girl's body, but what I did see was that she, the that Madame Lalori had said that she wanted her to just be tossed into the well. Jesus. And then, in the well? Mm-hmm. You know what? You get your fucking water? I don't know. And then other accounts I've seen that she was buried on the property. So either way, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, we buried her in the fucking well. So, because of the little girl. This led to an investigation because you were allowed to have slaves, right? Right. But there was a law that prohibited cruelty to your slaves. Sure. 
Well, good. Great. I mean, honestly, Great. because, you know, you've already subjugated an entire race, you know, or entire culture of people. Mm-hmm. So what's the worst that could happen? So investigators try to come out, right? Police, whatever the fuck. I don't know. They come out and they're like, yeah, no, you're, this is fucked up. You can't do this. Like, you're not treating your, your slave, you're not treating your slaves properly. Like, what the actual fuck? But no, I would just say it's good that they have those humanitarian, at least there's that. So they're like, no, no, we're getting, no, 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 no. This is an episode of Drunk History, I know. They made her get rid of nine of her slaves that they, I guess, found or whatever. And they were, this is so fucking insane. They were, like, impounded and then put up for auction to get re-bought. That's so fucked up. But you know what she did? She reached out to her friends and family and were like, yo, these are my slaves. So they went out and repurchased them for her and just gave them back to and her gave them back to her or jesus. sold them back to her sure whatever. whatever yeah so she yeah she lost them but got them back jesus but throughout this all of this shit it was said that there was like between 35 and 40 slaves that disappeared or died from unknown causes throughout her having slaves how many 35 to 40 jeez right? and the youngest we know as being that 12 year old girl who fell Fell or or jumped yeah right there was also a reported incident when a man literally broke and jumped out of like the third story window to his death just to get away from her which is actually still Uh, cemented off to this day the window is still cemented off so that nobody else can jump through it yeah wait i have a picture if you can see there's part of the house see that window is still cemented off wow yeah instagram or whatever But it's the cemented, cement, cemented, cement, cemented, cemented. Ew. Right. So, Lori kept her cook, who was a seventy-year-old woman, chained to the kitchen stove, oh, fuck. and beat her daughters if any of them attempted to like release her or help no, her. No, attempted to feed the slaves. Jesus. Any of her slaves. On April tenth, eighteen thirty-four, a okay. fire broke out. In the LaLaurie residence on Royal Street, starting in the kitchen. When police and fire marshals got there, they found the cook, that 70-year-old woman, chained to the stove by her ankle. She later said that she had set the fire as a suicide attempt because she feared being punished and that she didn't want to be taken up to the room because slaves that had been taken to the upper room never came back. Oh, fuck. Right? Right. No, that's fucking fucked. So as flames grew larger and hotter, word of the fire spread through the streets and soon the house was just covered with people and were like, what's going on? They were trying to help her. Like, sure. Among the crowd were a lot of like high standing citizens and many of them took eyewitnesses to the scene and everything that followed. The fire... Kept getting bigger. The kitchen was in flames. The stairs, the upper stories, everything started to fill with smoke. But Madame Lalaurie seemed only interested in retrieving her plates, jewels, and robes before they were burnt to a crisp. So, you know, she doesn't give a shit about anybody in the house except for her shit. Her and, stuff. Like, yeah, she her sounds daughters, like the fucking husband, worst. The questions about the whereabouts of the servants began to fill through the crowd of assistants. People who were there to help, whatever. They were all like, where where are her servants that 
you know, they help. We need to help save them. And she came at that with, never mind the servants, save my valuables. And was like, this way, gentlemen, this way. Like, save my valuables. Don't worry about the servants. Didn't give a shit about their lives. So then whispering started to happen about how that they thought maybe that she had slaves chained up in this room upstairs in like a slave quarter. And so they started to be like the servants, you know, the servants, the servants. Like, so these people were genuinely like, hey, these are people. These are human beings. Right. They know that she has This servants. shit is burning. Let's, Let's go, go save these humans. Them. Yeah. And literally someone had started to say the keys, the keys. And two or three men tried to get into the, you know, the room and she wouldn't give them the key. She was like trying to block them off from a minute. Like, don't, no, don't go in there. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Which is this quarter of where obvious dark stuff. Are. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously more than yeah. that. But yeah, she was like, no, 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 no. Save my shit. So we have to remember that in those days, you know, slaves were not regarded as being human to a lot of people so fucked and that they were simply property and many slave owners thought of them as being even lower than animals which is really fucked up it's fucked i know i've given you a lot of like history and weird facts and i've kind of been dabbling now i'm gonna really give you the the the, the sauce the worst what part is the, the, yeah. the hardest most gruesome worst let's part get of into story. it yeah let's get into okay? it okay yeah. so after the blaze was put out the firefighters discovered a horrible sight behind a secret Barred door in the attic. So this is in the attic of the house that was burning. The slaves' quarters burning. area. Okay. But it's actually like a secret chamber sort of area. Oh, great. I bet nothing weird is going on in there. I bet it's all, I bet it's, it's all good. Just uh, brace yourself. So they found more than a dozen slaves chained to the wall in just horrific states. Uh... There were male and females. Some were strapped to makeshift operating tables. Some were confined in cages made for dogs. Human body parts were scattered around and heads and human organs were placed haphazardly (laughs) in buckets. Oh, no. Grizzly souvenirs were stacked on shelves. And next to them, a Grizzly souvenirs. Yep. And next to them was just a collection of whips and paddles. Ugh. That's Um, terrible. So, according to the newspaper, the New Orleans Bee... All of the victims were naked, and the ones not on tables were chained to the walls. Some of the women had their stomachs sliced open. No, no, no. And their insides were wrapped around their waists. Ah, the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm telling you this. It's going to get really gruesome. So she would cut them open, take their insides, and wrap it around their waist like a really gruesome corset. Oh, it's fucked up. This week, um, we drink and we gore things. I mean, no things. Also, I want to preface that. Her husband was a doctor, and I read and heard that also maybe she was. So I think a lot of these things were able to be done without them these people dying because maybe they had medical acumen, like they knew things. And knowledge. So was he in on the shit? There is no documentation. It's I've also read that he wasn't a part of it. That maybe he just turned he a blind eye. That, but I'm also like he was a doctor, and <laughs> of all the things I'm about to tell you. Hey babe, uh, what are you gonna do tonight? I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, just, I'm gonna mutilate to some slaves. You, yeah, have a good time. I don't know, man. You would, I think you, that. Ha- you, you would have to have medical experience to be able to keep these people alive. So he was in on it. I mean, she was apparently a doctor too, in something that I read. So I don't know. But and we were talking about the 1800s, so it's so hard to like 
you yeah. know, keep up with the whatever. Okay, next. We're really getting into it, so hang Here on. Here we go. All right, one hang woman, on to your butts. One woman had her mouth stuffed with animal excrement. Come on. And then her lips were sewn shut. Jesus. Ah, ah. So they had to unsew her lips first before they, before they found the poop? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming she probably Good. swallowed it. I mean, it. either way, that's... What? How did they know? That's fucked. The men were in even more horrible states. Hang on, babe. This gets bad. Fingernails had been ripped off. Their eyes were poked out and their private parts were sliced away. Ugh. One man hung in shackles with a stick protruding from a hole that had been drilled in the top of his head and had been used... To stir his brains. Oh. Uh, later, they're uh, they're are in the room and whatever. There were lots of skulls found with holes in them, and there was one guy that had a hole in his head with maggots in it. Oh. oh. I I told you it was bad. So the tortures had been administered so as to not bring a quick death. Mouths had been pinned shut and hands had been sewn to various parts of their bodies. Their hands had been sewn. Into their bodies. Yeah, so like maybe your hand was sewn to your oh, face or to your butt or to your whatever. Right. But many of them had been dead for quite some time, but there were a lot of them that were unconscious and a lot that cried in pain, begging to be killed and put out of their misery. Oh my God. Yeah. The firefighters fled the scene in disgust and doctors were summoned from a nearby hospital. It's apparently still uncertain how many slaves were found in her torture chamber, but most of them were dead. But a lot of them died from smoke inhalation from the fire. Yeah. So a lot of them were in those torture states and just died be- that night because of the smoke inhalation. That's fucked. Yeah. This whole thing is very fucked. Mm-hmm. So a few still clung to life, like a woman whose arms and legs had been removed. <sighs> and she was made to look like a human caterpillar. So she cut her skin in circular no. motions to make it, you know, like a caterpillar looks. So she cut off her limbs and, like, then ma- chopped her, like, skin what to make her look like a human caterpillar. fuck? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Gets worse. Uh, it was, gets worse than a human caterpillar? Well, there was another woman who had been forced into a tiny cage and all of her limbs were broken and then set back into odd angles to make her look like a crab. Oh, no. And she was still alive. Ugh. Humans, man. Oh, my God. That poor, These poor people. Oh, she's just like turning a page like, I have 73 more terrible things that happened. So, no. That's, I think, Um, let me see if there was anything else. Oh, so, also, she... She had a whole stash of, like, torture devices that she would collect, one of which was a, um, a collar that she would put on a lot of the women that had spikes that faced inward. Oh, no. And the way that that worked was that if you took a breath, you just start, you just were killing her, you just killed yourself. So I guess it just stabbed you or closed in. So it was like you either held your breath until you died or you just ultimately took breath until you died. Killed from this torture collar. Ugh. Fucking, really? I'm so glad we've moved right. away from a lot of these <laughs> torture devices. Oh seemingly. my God, it's so insane. Yeah. So, needless to say, this woman was fucking horrible. Yeah, she's the worst. 
You would think so. that, you know, after this horrific event, she's been accused of hurting her uh, or abusing her slaves, uh, this and that, ba da 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 da. They found this crazy fucking room. Right. It's awful. There's this fire. Well, there's this crazy mob of people that show up and just run them out of New Orleans, right? Okay. So they leave. Not arrested, but they leave. And they go to Alabama. And then from Alabama, they go to France. And we'll pick up with that in just a minute. Okay? Okay. Because now I'm going to tell you that there are many ghost stories about our now known Madame LaLaurie house. Okay. 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 So the house had been placed on the market in 1837 and was purchased by a man who only kept it for three months. He was plagued by strange noises, cries, and groans in the night and soon abandoned the place. He tried leasing the rooms for a short time, but the tenants only stayed for a few days at most. He finally gave gave up and the house was abandoned. Following the Civil War, it became a high school for girls of lower district. But in 1874, the White League, which what the fuck, why the fuck is that ever a thing? The White League forced the black kids to leave the school. And a short time later, come on, a segregationist school board changed things completely and made the school for an all black children. This lasted for about a year, um, and there were lots of complaints of the kids turning up with bruises and lacerations, saying that a woman with a whip. Oh had fuck! Taken, chasing them, just Jesus, like the girl, right? In 1882, the mansion once again became a center for New Orleans society when an English teacher turned it into a conservatory of music and fashionable dancing school. Okay. So that went great for a little ah, while. And do a then little do a little dance. a newspaper printed that accusations against the teacher <laughs> claiming improprieties. Words are hard, impropri- man. Improprieties. Improprieties. Claiming improprieties with female students. Um, that was literally right before this like huge event that was about to happen at the school and so students and guests shunned the place and then it literally closed the next day damn so a few years later more strange events plagued the house it became the center for rumors regarding the death of jules i have no idea how you say this guy's last name v-i-g-n-i-e big nye Vigny? I don't know. Uh, okay, in the center of rumors for regarding the death of Jules Vigny, the eccentric member of a wealthy New Orleans family. He lived secretly in the house from the latter of the 1880s until his death in 1892, and he was found dead on a tattered cot in the mansion. And he was apparently living in filth and had a bunch of shit hidden away in surrounding rooms, antiques and treasures and bags of money. All kinds of shit were found near his body crazy shit right that's fucked up he had all his money and shit and he's living in this it could have been stinky ass i mean mansion. he was a recluse but it could have been that like he got in the house and it just kind of like absorbed him and we've, we've all i mean yeah, who knows, Hill right? house. i mean I, I get it so then the house was abandoned again until the late 1890s and then many italians came to live in new orleans and landlords quickly bought up the old and abandoned buildings which obviously that was one of them they were like sure. oh, yeah, yeah let's buy this up and they started to rent it out to people who needed, like, cheap accommodations that couldn't really afford a lot. But the low rent was not even enough to keep those people there. And that dwindled as well. <clears throat> so they could, they, no one would stay there. 
Right. So in the duration when it was an apartment complex, there was like tons of strange events that were recorded. One was that there was an encounter between an occupant and a naked black man in chains who attacked him. And then when he went to go like defend himself, that he had vanished. Others claimed that they have had animals butchered in the house. And children have claimed that they were attacked by a phantom with a whip. And a young mother, when she was living there, was terrified to find a woman in elegant evening clothing bending over her sleeping infant and, like, talking to her baby. Uh? Like, the fuck. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Fuck yeah, no, fuck no, off. No, 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 no. And there were also <gasps> tons of sounds of screams, groans, and cries that just rang through the apartment complexes that everybody would hear. So then it later became a bar yep. and then a furniture store. The bar was called, of course, taking over or taking part of it being haunted. It was called Haunted Saloon. The owner knew many of the building's ghost stories and kept a record of strange experiences and shit by patrons. But, you know, eventually that shut down. And then it became the furniture store. And the owner first suspected that there were vandals because all of his merchandise was found on many occasions covered in some sort of dark, stinky liquid. Oh, what the fuck? Right? So finally one night, this guy was like, fuck this. And he stayed up one night with his shotgun, hoping that they would show up and he could like fucking figure this shit out. Well, you know, night went, day came. Nobody showed up. He stayed awake. And his furniture again was covered with this weird liquid. Oh, fuck. And he didn't see anybody. Nobody came in. Nobody came out. He was like there with a shotgun ready to fucking, you know, do some justice on his building. Yeah. On his sh- don't on his fucking store. poop your dark and matter on my couches. His shit was covered yet again. In poop. Which is crazy. Dark matter poop. So then it was renovated and restored. And when they renovated it, they found a bunch of skeletons under the floor. Uh-huh. Many of which had like holes in their heads and stuff from obvious Old torture girl, and yeah. shit. Right. And which means that those bodies have been there like the whole time through all of this. And then it was made into luxury apartments. Of course. Whoever could afford them. What could go wrong? But yeah, that didn't last either and ended up going under as well. So there's no success of anybody who owns it or lives there. Wow. So to backtrack back to Madame LaLaurie, she fled. They went to Alabama. Then she ended up in France. And... She was never seen again. Well, she's she got away with it. She never had to do justice. She never faced She never did anything. justice? <laughs> he said she never did justice. Sorry. She never had to face justice for what she did. Whoa. She was never found again. Her body has never been found. There isn't. She's still alive. They're, they're saying that she died on December 7th, 1849 at the age of 62. That's according to French Archives of Paris, but... They don't have any evidence of it, They don't have a body, so who knows. So she fucking got so fucking away with this shit, right? (sighs) Seemingly, yeah. So, as I said, it's been owned by different people. It's been passed around or whatever. In 2007, it was owned and bought by none other than Nicolas Cage. Oh, no! He bought it and moved in and lived there. To inspire him for the horror novel he was writing. Oh, no. Nonetheless, he did not have success in that. And two years after he bought it, he also had his demise where he had to file bankruptcy. Yeah. So as 
from what I could tell, it's now owned by like an oil tycoon guy who doesn't let anybody in it. Really? Like, yeah, it's like I just bought it and just was like, no, nothing that's else bad's gonna happen here. We're done. Man. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, wow. And I feel like they definitely drew from that in uh, American Horror Story. That was the last thing I was going to yeah. say. I was going to see if you could figure it out. American Horror Story, the season Coven. Yeah. They actually filmed in the house. I thought that. I knew that the house was, and a lot of the elements from the from that season drew heavily from what you were talking about. It was. About. That's crazy. They were, I don't remember if they actually said, like called her that, but they called it was no, they did. It was Kathy Bates. They literally did. Yeah, it was Kathy Bates. You know, and that's when she yeah. did all those torture shit, and that was all derived from this fucking real fucking Kathy story. Bates. But all of that is real. Yeah, it's wild. That's so wild. How fun? I mean, not fun. I mean, so, how fucked? Sorry for that wild ride. That's pretty much it. Boom. Okay. Well, I you... liked that it had all the elements. It was kind of like murder and ghosts and conspiracies kind of about yeah sure yeah, for sure i don't yeah. know you know what i mean yeah no yeah I, I i read something about how nicholas cage bought it for like three points something like almost like four million dollars it's probably what put him in a free that's why he didn't pay his taxes huh uh, <laughs> um so yeah there was that that was fucking heavy okay are you ready my turn this time if you hear munching in the background, it's because I gave Snow carrots to chill the fuck out. You gotta kick it. What? Come on. So, What's happening? this is based off of American folklore. I almost thought you were gonna say American Horror Story. And I was like, my most you! No, well, this is coming folklore. from folklore and from a real thing that happened okay. in the 1800s. <gasps> Mine was in the 1800s, yeah, too. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was odd that you were you, you went back in time, because I'm going back in time, too. And I'm still wearing my Back to the Future shirt. We're going to talk about some pretty dark Great. content this time. It. Yeah, I feel like that's the direction Well, I'm the going. one who always delivers the dark content, so I'm ready for you to do it. So, we're going to be talking about Native American culture in the northern element of the Americas. So, we're talking Canada, okay. Saskatchewan. Why are we talking about this? Because there is a guy, his name was Kakisi Kuchin, which also stands for Swift Runner, okay? He is native to the area in the 1800s. Uh-huh. So we're talking 1860s, that he is uh, the pride of his culture. He's... Like six foot tall, broad shouldered. He's the best hunter in the entire tribe. And so he's in the Cree tribe of Uh, the Native Americans, uh which also come from the Algonquin language. So there are different, there's a ton of different tribes and cultures of indigenous Americans. You know, if we're talking about Canada, the United States, and South America. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of cultures that live through there, and so there are certain languages that kind of reign supreme, right? So, like, English is the standard that we're speaking now. Because, yeah, but if we go, well, you know, but in New Mexico or in the South America, in the South, in the South, America, in South America, I'm butchering this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it together. But in, in South America, we would be speaking Spanish, but in North America, we speak English. Kind of a similar thing. It was a regional-based language. Okay. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Wendigo. 
The Wendigo. The baby ate the your Wendigo. dingo. No, the Wendigo. Sorry, I'm fucked up like three times. So we're going to be talking about the Wendigo. Okay. Is, what is, is that a, that's a tribe? What are we, is a human? That's okay. a person? Here that's we a go. person? That's Here a, we go. I'm going to tell you the story of Swift Runner. He's born an indigenous to the Cree. Right, so that's one of the indigenous tribes that follows the Algonquin oh language. So many kind of big thing. words. Okay. Okay, so he is born Kaki C. Kuchin, also known as Swift Runner. Let's just go with Swift Runner. Right, we're gonna call him Swift Runner from here on. Please, I like it. The good old SF. So. Oh, SF SR. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing good. This is gonna be I the best. SF. We're gonna get a thousand listeners on this one. So, Same. my guy Swift Runner is a very prominent figure in his community. He's known as the best hunter, right? But there's also, there's also, he's quick with it. He's a Swift. We're not going to get into the, the basis of their names, <laughs> but he's also, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's married to a woman that has a very beautiful name as well. We're going to get into that. that. We'll get into it. She's slow jogger. She's sun on the mountain. It's her name. Okay. So just chill your shit because we're going to get into it. So he's six foot tall. He's a huge dude. He's the best hunter in the community. But there's a huge influx of non-Native Americans, right? People coming from England, Europeans, and this are kind of flooding the Americas in the idea of colonization. So Mm -hmm. you kind of can say that hunting dried up in a way. Things changed. So my guy, Swift Runner, was he, he made his living mostly as a hunter. And he would, you know, sell his pelts. There's other tribes. There's all this stuff. There's a, there's a whole thing to it. But he's, he's coming up dry a lot and subsequently takes on work as a guide for European travelers who are colonizing and doing their work. And they need to understand the lands. They would come wow. to the Cree, really? the Native that's, Americans, that's who so knew the like, land well. I yep. also dance. You know, like yeah, they they the hired them stuff. as guides. Yeah, essentially. but it was, it's it's surprising because it, yeah, it's like, bizarre. That no, they didn't intermingle. They weren't like cool with each other or whatever. Yeah. And then they were like, oh hey, you guys know this land, like which is the way it should have yeah. been. Instead of like get off my land, it was like oh you know this land. Know, well, they there not. was a large there was a large bit of subjugation, but we're not going to talk sure, about. But yeah, I'm just you know, saying like just to, it's surprising. Yeah, there, I think that, that history is so surprising. So he hasn't had a ton of success as a hunter in the recent time, but he was known as the best. You know, one of the best. He was really great inside of his tribe. He was known as one of the greatest hunters, and he's not had any luck. So now he's working for people that are colonizing the United States and. One of the things that he's introduced to is whiskey. Mm-hmm. And he becomes addicted. He becomes a full-blown alcoholic. Right. So he's known Cheers. as this... Clinkies? Was, yeah, clinkies. Uh, not really, though. No, I'm just kidding. Because he, he was such a great... Fi- he was a figure in his community. He was so good at everything. Mm-hmm. And then he starts working as a guide for the you know the people that are moving into America. And they introduce to him whiskey and he enjoys it and gets addicted and they gets an so it gets no because the native americans that wasn't one of the things that they had developed in their culture there was no fermentation oh, right. or okay. anything like that yeah and so they brought with them all this whiskey and he fell in love with it and there's an Who idea that it? exactly and especially after you've gone through so much also his 
he has six kids with his wife. Mm-hmm. They married young, mm-hmm. and they were com- they were stupid in love, mm-hmm. as the story goes. Oh, they actually okay. They were so in love with each other, and the story actually goes that he was the most you know competent guy in the tribe. This is before the Americas, and you know, oh no, sorry, this is before. It sounds like Ragnar and Lagertha. Well, this is before there was a lot of Americans moving in. And we're thinking up here. We're talking like Michigan, Canada, Alberta. We're like up. We're not We're not where you would think of Native Americans typically. We're like in a very cold region with this, right? Mm-hmm. So we're up in Canada. So he, they were at war with a neighboring tribe. He's in love with Sun on the Mountain. And she, he wants to marry her. And she's like, there's no way. You don't have any resources, you know. And he's like, all right, we'll see. So he... They go attack a neighboring, you know, an, an enemy encampment, and he takes a horse. He steals a horse, presents it to her father, and that's how they become married. So he was an accomplished warrior. He was the greatest hunter. He had all. He knew how to do everything the best, right? But then he became addicted to alcohol. And yeah, you back. You went back, and now we're back. Yeah, now we're back. So he ended up working for the police department. So he developed a taste for whiskey, and he was he was an angry drunk. He didn't do well when he was drunk. And so he worked for the police force as a guide and this and that. But was a sub- guide? Because they didn't know the territory. So he would, like, guide them oh, through the territory. Okay. So he, he, wasn't make, he wasn't being... He wasn't able to bring enough home as a hunter. Mm-hmm. So he fell in with the, the people that are colonizing... Or, you know, in, which is, was kind of a bummer, actually. And then, so they gave him whiskey. And, like payment? and they gave him, well, he was introduced to whiskey through the work, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. He was fired by the police force as he worked for a guide. They fired him because he had been drunk for three months straight. Oh, my. He was tanked. He's got six kids and a wife, and they were passionately in love, right, at, at a certain point. Then he was kicked out of his tribe. Which, you know, he came up in this Cree tribe uh-huh. and they're Native Americans. Uh-huh. So the tribe is sort of, you know, everything. And so he was kicked out of the tribe for robbing a man of his pelts. Uh, because they he robbed a, a guy that was cultivating, you know, pelts to sell to make clothing and things you like mean, this. I mean, like, if that's in your tribe, like, bruh, those are my pelts. Like, yeah, like, no, like, so he that, actually, bruh. like, after being fired, he took his gun and, like, went out into the wilderness and came back a couple of days later, like, drunker than anyone had ever seen him. And it was because he had robbed a guy for all of his pelts, which are, you know, fox pelts, wolf pelts, yeah. any, anything that they can cultivate mm-hmm. because they're going to turn that into, that was that was a serviceable, I mean, that was a good, that was, those were, that was worth mad money back in the day. But one of his tribesmen somehow was aware of it and accused him of it and were like, bro, you stole that guy's pelts. You bought whiskey with it, and so he was disbanded from his tribe. He was held by uh, Mounties, which are Canadian police, for some time. And then the tribe kind of agreed with the Mounties that they were going to exile him from the tribe. So they sent him about 25 miles north to just a wild area, okay? Okay. And he was said to have sobered up in that time. Well, yeah, because he couldn't find any more Exactly. No, yeah, he was out kind of in the wilderness. So his wife and kids are still They're still with the tribe. tribe? They're still with the tribe. All right. So a few months later, a seemingly sober swift runner sent 
a message to the tribe that he wanted his wife and his children to move out of the tribe and come be with him, yeah. right? From there, the tribe sent their elders to check on Swift Runner to make sure he was, in fact, sober. So they these elders go, they check on everything, they think everything's cool, so they give the choice to Son on the Mountain if she wants to take her family and leave the tribe to go be with Swift Runner, or she can stay. Wow. Yeah, which is cool because they they gave her the they gave her the yeah. option. So she chooses to go be with Swift Runner. Wow. Okay. Also, her mother mm-hmm. goes with her as well because Whoa, okay. she does not trust Swift Runner because mm-hmm. he was a violent alcoholic. He's a very powerful man, and she thinks just, just some, there's something wrong. There's not. There's just something not going right. So they arrive in the winter of 1878. Stop it. <laughs> 1878. 1878. 1878. And they're not attached to any any kind of resource or anything. They're on their own at whatever outpost. Yeah, they don't need money. That, like, what the fuck are yeah. they gonna do? So they, well, I don't know what's money. They go to Swift Runners camp and that's what it is it's an it's a camp he has a tent he's keeping a fire going it's not you know there's not a lot of resources but there are a lot of resources close to them are you ready yeah i'm ready i'm about to break it down for you i mean we're about to get into it please that was the enough of indian that was the secret sauce now i'm about to give you the juice okay so in the winter of 1878 they all came in the winter of 1878, they all came. In the winter of 1878, <laughs> they came together and did their best to survive the winter in isolation. Like in a tent? Where were they? In a house? They a were tent, in an encampment cabin? about 25 miles I know, but like a north. Tent? They were in tents? To the best of my knowledge, it was a very wow. isolated camp. Yeah. But not so isolated that there weren't resources. That there weren't. Uh, there were resources around them. There is a. There's some. We're gonna get into that. And they did their best to survive winter in isolation. Several months later, several months later, when, you know, the winter cools off and spring is popping, our guy, Swift Runner, kind of staggers, he's all mangled, he's he's all right though, but he's a little fucked up. Comes comes out of the, well, keep in mind, he quit drinking. Yeah. When 25 miles north, his family came okay, to join yeah, him and they okay, survived. That, yeah. That's where we're at. Okay. So he staggers out of the woods into a Catholic church. Because there's, oh, there's a Catholic right. church that's close to him. He, he, comes, he comes to them and he says that his whole family died in the winter. He stumbles out of the woods. Goes to this Catholic church. And keep in mind, his whole family, six children, grandma and mom, all came to stay with him. Yep. They're all dead. Okay. Except for him. Okay. They died in the winter. Sure, okay. they did. Okay, right. He describes that they died of starvation. Okay. However, he looks like... Because he ate them. He looks super healthy, and the Catholic Church is very suspicious. And he's eaten. He ate them. I'm telling you, he ate them. So I'm he's... This is my guess, because I'm thinking of that movie Alive, where the plane crashes and the rugby team... Yeah. They... So he, they, they give him a room to sleep in overnight... Because he's, you know, he's in turmoil. He just showed up. So they give him a room to sleep in. And as he's sleeping, he has a horrific nightmare. Mm-hmm. And he speaks in a language that they do not understand. Ew. Because he speaks Algonquin. He's a Native American. Oh, His right. native oh, language is okay. not English. 
I sorry, right? I immediately went to like demonic. <laughs> but he did work for English speaking so people for a long time, so he did develop a certain language. So when for he English. showed up there, he was able to. He was at least speaking just English, say yeah. enough English to yeah. where they were like, okay, we get. It. Seemingly, as we understand it, yeah. Okay. But when he's dreaming, he's speaking in his native tongue, and the only word that they can Ugh. understand is what Wendigo. What Wendigo? Wendigo. The Wendigo. Yes. Wendigo. The Wendigo. Yes. That's not. In- that, I don't know that. That's because. That's what we're talking about. I'm getting into it. Okay. You're getting into it now. I'm just now. Just. I'm just. Is that a tribe? Surface. Is that a group of people? The Wendigo is a supernatural beast from Native American folklore. Uh huh. Which has a realistic application in regards to this story in that our guy swift runner believes he was possessed by the wendigo okay okay so the wendigo is classically defined as an emaciated beast with horns and what culture does this come from Native American. It's a Native American. Oh, duh. Okay, yeah, so this sorry. this is Algonquin sorry, culture. Yeah. So we're talking like Northern Native Americans that were into Canada. Yeah. By the area, by Lake Superior and stuff like this. So here we go. I'm going to get back into that. that, that I kind of jumped ahead from where I wanted to, but here we go. So the priests that he had told his family were dead and they were harboring him, they felt very suspicious because he looked really healthy. He was over 200 pounds. He looked good. You know, he was healthy. Why hadn't he had a problem with starvation? And they also knew a lot of other Cree, which is the the culture that he's from, and they were thriving. They said it was a it was a good winter. They had a lot of they they captured a lot of game. They had no worries. Everything was cool. Right. But he claimed that it was just like there was nothing for it. They were famished and they died of starvation. He was he was having these nightmares, and the priest became pretty convinced that he killed his family, okay? Because they knew Cree that were in the area. He's from the Cree tribe, but he had been exiled, and he's living in the in the wilderness. Right. He brings his family to them, and they all all of all of them, but him. So that's eight people, or yeah, eight people die in the winter because he had six kids, his wife, and his mother-in-law. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the priest went to the authorities and the police put Swift Runner under arrest. Uh, And then they convinced him to take them to his camp. There is a little bit of a divide in regards to what happened next. There's a lot of people that say that he took them straight to his camp. And there's a lot of people that say he misled them and then forcing them to get him drunk and then collaborating with them. So there's a philosophy that he took them immediately to his campsite, and then there's one where he coerced them to get him drunk. I wonder how that happens. Like, Bef- I mean, I know it's so long ago, but like, it's like, well, I mean, that's yeah. a very different. I, th- I I think they're both pretty plausible because he he's got, a. They probably got him drunk, and then yeah. he's like, oh, I'm very excited. So they eventually get to the campsite, and they find some fucked up shit. Okay. I bet they did. There were bones all over the place. Bones? Bones. Some of them were broken in half and hollowed out, meaning like the marrow had been sucked out. And so apparently that could only mean that someone had snapped them open. Oh, and like and drained them. Yeah, and drained the marrow out. No, that's so gross. 
Who? And so the police's suspicions were confirmed about this when they found a pot full of human fat. Oh, of course they did. I called it. He ate them. Yes. Sorry, I know you haven't told me yet, but I'm I'm guessing that I'm right. So at this point, right where we are right now, Swift Runner says that he was possessed by the Wendigo. Oh, my God. According to Swift, he'd been possessed by an evil spirit. Mm -hmm. That's when he'd murdered and eaten his entire family. But obviously the authorities, they weren't into that. Right? They didn't vibe with that. So he went to trial in 1879. 1879. And after 20 minutes of deliberation, he was sentenced to death, which was the first death sentence in alberta canada ever i didn't think canada even did that sentence. they made a special uh they made a special deal for this guy yeah so he was he was hung on december 20th 1879 the first legal hanging in alberta canada so he he claimed so the web dink the wendigo sorry i said it fucked up the wendigo is what he was claimed he was possessed by yeah is this creature Uh uh-huh that's prominent in Native American folklore as a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss and its footprints full of blood. And it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the wendigo the wendigo it's the wendigo yeah sorry i keep fucking it up i don't know how to say it somebody tell me how to say it the wendigo chose to possess a person instead and then the luckless individual became a wendigo himself hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh oh i just sorry i was googling it ew so he claimed that he was possessed by the Wendigo and ate his entire family. And so he was put to death for it. But there's a large... He, like, the, all, of the, all, of the, all of them? Like, was there, like... Seemingly, yeah. He ate them all. Ew. His, his six children, his wife, and his mother-in-law. What the fuck? Yeah. And there are a lot of stories of this... A phenomenon happening in the in that area around that time because there was such an issue with starvation and a lack of resources that people were diving into this ideology this theory and and putting it and so there are other instances of the wendigo of people or being extremely people hungry with severe mental illness and for sure starvation like yeah eating each other. for sure but yeah, so that uh, there was a creepy pasta too, but I don't think I need to tell it because this is creepy yeah. enough. So that is the story of Swift Runner and oh, the Wendigo. Oh my goodness! And that is my tale I don't for like this it. evening. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? I don't like it. He ate his kids and his wife and his mother-in-law. Had the kids, had the wife. Because we eaten everybody. <laughs> no, let's not make light of it. It's dark, but yeah. Uh, that's really far. That's really like. That was a long so time ago. Long ago. Yeah, it was, a long time it was ago. actually true. No, it's real because that's how I learned about it. There's his actual like testimony, and oh, it was it's documented and everything. In my brain, if it's like before the 19th century, I'm like it's they like, don't it have didn't they happen. prove it. It didn't happen. Prove it. There's no evidence. You can't prove it. 
So yeah, those are our stories. So I think the next thing that, that we wild. wanted, yeah, I, I'm sorry if I kind of rattled on, but uh, no, no, no. I, I mean, the I story of a guy who was seemingly the best, who succumbed to an addiction, and then whatever happened next he is murdered his, he's murdered. He murdered his murdered people. But he was close to a military base. As I didn't say that, but he was close to a military base. That he was not without help. He could have gone to get resources. And so his claim was that he was possessed by this presence, this demon that forced him to eat his family. And he'd been sober too, you know, for a very long time, but he'd been in isolation. And so who knows what caused it, but uh, a very, very interesting story, I think. That's wild. Yeah. Just fun. I mean, fucked up. It's crazy that both of ours were back in in time. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. We didn't yeah. plan that, obviously, because we don't know. Because we don't know what's coming. We're going to talk about it. We don't talk about so, it. So, that's so wild. Yeah. Good job, babe. Thank you. Good job to you. Uh, you want to holler at a couple of people that have reviewed our podcast? So, just to close it off, bring in anybody and everybody who's listening, thank you. Appreciate Love you. all of you guys. Um, Keep doing it. Email us. Instagram us, yeah, Facebook yeah, us. Yeah, Please yeah. follow us. Please, if you have just like one quick little minute of your day, if you're pooping, if you're just sitting on the toilet and you're taking a little dump, just give us a review. Dip it's your so tit in those reviews, easy guys. To do, I know Real it's quick. so annoying. I know it's something that, as people who don't actually have a podcast, as I before we had one, yeah. I wasn't great about leaving reviews. Now it's just that's like, all we do exact, now. Yeah. yeah I, the minute I like a podcast, I like all I do review. is listen to podcasts. Just yeah, I'll, yeah, on my free time when I'm driving home, I'm listening to podcasts, and I'm constantly trying to find new ones and leaving them reviews because it means a lot and it really helps this podcast grow. Honestly, yeah, it helps our podcast grow. It helps the podcast um, community grow, and we like interact with each other, and so. Again, if there's anyone listening who has a podcast and wants to like do some promo swaps, hit us up. Also, yeah, leave us a review if you can. And we're just gonna take a quick minute to like shout out to the people who have given us given us some reviews and maybe say what they've said. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, I would say let's start with Nevi Two K One. I know who that is. That's my sister's friend. What up? You're great. You're awesome. Your review is amazing. They were best friends. They were really good friends, like back in the day. And she's awesome. Love you. Thank you so much. Your review is amazing. Cool. Next, uh, we got Chrissy underscore Banta. What's good? I drink and I listen. Thank you so much for the review. Also, I want to shout out to. So this was somebody who I guess had left us a review and then gave us an edit. This is Elizabeth92504 on November 9th. So not that long ago. She says, edit. Thank you for the laughs. I found out about this show through Hillbilly Horror Stories Halloween special. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah, Um, that was a fun one that we did. She said, these two crack me up. I have literally loud out loud. Loud out louded. Uh, way too loud. I think she meant loud, laughed out loud. Way too loud at my desk in my super quiet office. 
Keep up the good work. Anyone in the mood for a ham sandwich? Yeah! Yeah, girl! Elizabeth, you're the friggin' best. You, we know you listen. We know. If you don't know the reference, go back, Go yo. listen, you chuckleheads. Thanks, Elizabeth. That really, like, made, that made me so happy. Yeah, that's badass. You're the best. Thank you. Danke, Shane. So, yeah, that's just a couple of the reviews we've gotten. And we're talking about them and reading them because they literally make us so happy and just it motivates us to want to do more episodes and freaking leave a damn review if you're listening to this <laughs> if, if you just can. post a damn review man come on if you can make but us not a bad happy one but please not a bad one and if it's bad but like make it good though you know what i mean like, but like if it's bad just do like five stars and then just be like hate them but you can but, but still but five stars <laughs> but still five stars we're kidding no we're Please. not we're, we mean that. <laughs> um no but for real we, we enjoy doing this we love doing this we want to keep we're going to keep doing this no matter how many people listen to this i think we but. are hoping to get to a place where we can start a patreon and yeah, yeah. maybe make it to where we can do more really just do more just stuff more. Yeah. yeah it's it's not about the money it's not well. Obviously, we don't make any money off but of it right it's, now. But it's obviously not. It's certainly not about the money. And that's not what our motivation is. For sure. The only motivation is that maybe we can get to a point where we're doing we more stuff. I think give so much. Yeah, more I think that we have so many ideas. Do merch. We drink know. and we play games. The next podcast. We do have other ideas. Yeah, other we got a cool idea brewing. Yeah. Stuff, so, anyway, you guys, this is we drink and we know things. The podcast and. Thank you so Sorry, much for listening. Sorry, this was a very gruesome episode. Yeah, it was very dark. Did you like the story of Swift Runner? I literally hated it. I hated it too. No, that was, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was it really It was different, cool. yeah. Um, So follow us, like us, reach out Do to us. Do the damn stuff, you guys y'all. All man. right. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs>